like that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another session of Let's Get Untangled with Odette Rishti. That's me. Hope everyone's doing well. There's that Hashem. Um, we have um, a chance to ask me anything tonight, and um, I'm hoping it's only dating questions and matchmaking issues. Um, any, hopefully it's not an issue. Hopefully it's something good you want to tell me because that's what we're here to do. We're here to get clear, but um, I think sometimes the way to get clear is to discuss the issues and um, whatever that might be. So I'm waiting for your calls and questions to come in. Um, and while we do that, um, I definitely have some topics that we could discuss, but um, I did have questions from singles that came to me by text today, and um, I'm going to start with one of them that I think was really um, going to help a lot of different people, because it will touch on different um, areas of dating. So someone asks, if you date someone thinking all's great, all is going well, and um, they expanded on it after I asked more questions, so I'm going to be clear, um, all was going well through a lot of dating, not just one date, it was a bunch of series of dates, and they thought that there was a relationship happening, and then something out of the blue happens and doesn't work out, and then the dating doesn't work out. They break up. The question was, how do you have the mindset to go on a different date with a different person? So as I read this question, I said, you know, I would personally need a lot more information to answer it fully to really help this person move on. But it, as it came in the form of a text, and I didn't really know who was sending it to me, didn't know this person very well, um, I asked another question. So I said, my question is, are you still feeling attached at this point? When you broke off, you, you're off, you're not connected anymore. Are you still feeling attached? Is that why you're saying, how do I move on? How do I get into the right mindset to date the next person? And my next question was, do you still like them or feel you may have made the wrong decision? So that does happen a lot with singles, that they feel they made the wrong decision. Um, and I've had situations where singles felt they made the wrong decision even when the person they broke up with already was married. And that's so, so damaging that every date this person went on, they were thinking of this person they previously dated that they couldn't continue with for whatever reason, and they felt attached to them 
even while they were already married. Um, it was good because someone, they were close enough to me for me to connect with them and tell them that, you know, they weren't continuing on the good dates that they were getting properly with their mind on the other person. So I was able to help them through it, and Baruch Hashem, today they are married. So my next question to this person was, did you still like them or feel you may have made the wrong decision? And they replied, I don't know if it's about me liking them still. I think it's more like I've dated them for so long. And then she added another part to this where um, she hears that this person she was dating is now dating someone else. So, um, and it's they're dating someone else and someone else rather quickly right after the breakup. So, okay, so um, my answer to her was it kind of depends on what out of the blue, um, at the out of the blue thing was. Because she said, you know, they broke up kind of out of the blue. Something out of the blue happened. Um, it depends on what that out of the blue thing was. Was it something on their end that they broke it off? Or did something happen that turned her off to break it up? And um, she said it was more their end, the other end, but that she also agreed. And um, there was religious levels that were off. And she definitely had doubts as to this person's religious standing and and level, if the level was up to par for her. So she was okay with letting go because she saw that the standard wasn't going to match hers and make a peaceful um, relationship. So, okay. Um, my bottom line was... Um, If it was if that they met through Shiduchim, if they met through a Khan, so then she asks the religious questions previous to the date. You're calling people, you're calling references, you're asking the matchmaker, you're getting a feel for the religious level of this person so that you don't end up with that problem through your dating. Well, very well, someone could say there's a certain religious level and you might find out through the dating that they're not your religious level. But this was really very off. So I wondered how she got to being set up with someone that way. Um, she said she found that person not through a shadchan. So I said, okay, so if it's not through a shadchan, then and you're not really familiar with their religious level, you're looking for clues on the dates as to their religious level the entire time. This way you don't end up on 10 dates and then very connected to the person for various other reasons. They're good looking, they treat you nice, whatever their other things that you are, that they have that you like. And you, you, all of a sudden religious level is off 
and now you have to end it, and you, you still have feelings because there was a lot of things going there, and you didn't know religious level wasn't up to par. So the relationship was advancing and then went to a dead halt because you found out that you can't continue on with not a close enough equivalent um, religious level matching yours. And I want to say that across the board, would there's so many different levels of us Jewish people walking around that we may not marry someone exactly the same level. That's okay. Sometimes this, the same respect of the religion is there and the level is almost the same it's just certain we're always there's always going to be someone that gives more tzedakah or does tzedakah differently like I go on visits you're more charitable with money there's always going to be different levels someone prays more but someone cares but someone's good but someone's religious we're all growing so never always going to find the exact match but Religious levels are off where you can't continue, going back to this question, um, then you won't end up with the going to. Your feelings are all in it, and now it went to a dead halt if you're looking to make sure religion is important to you and you're keeping it as something that you have to find out about throughout the first and second and third date so that you don't get to ten dates and then go, oh, no, he's not religious not religious enough for me, this isn't going to work, and now you have feelings. So um, at the end of all that texting with this person today, as she asked her question, she was very happy with the response, and she told me to please share it because she felt like a lot of this is going to help a lot of people in different levels, different areas of their religion, not religion, different levels of their dating process. And it doesn't matter what, level religiosity you're on you can use this across the board if morals and kindness is important to you so you're looking for those things throughout the dating process okay let me see if there are any actual callers calling in I see we have a caller Hello? Trying to get the caller. Um. Are you there? Hold on. 347549, are you there? Hello? She hung up. Okay. Okay. So if you're trying to get through... Try again, and um, we'll answer your questions as they come in. Um, so that was a, a really good question based on um, a live thing that happened to somebody recently, and um, you know I hope that touches on a lot of different um, areas that helps people date better, actively date better. Um, so I wanted to talk to the singles before the questions come in, if there's no questions now, um, about what they're doing about getting on dates today. Um, you know, the only way to get married is to have a date. So um, there's a lot of singles out there. I get calls every week 
I have a daughter, I have a son, I I have, um, I'm single, I get this and I get texts every day because at work I can't really take a phone call, but I get texts all the time with resumes and um, not everybody matches each other, so I have a lot of people, um, but um, singles have to reach out to Shad Hanim. And that doesn't matter what religious level, because in the Syrian community, there is a matchmaker that will help you no matter what religious level you are on. Shiduchim is a Hebrew word, but and Shiduchim and you know matchmaking wasn't a thing, um, but it became a thing. And matchmakers are there on any religious level. There's every type ready to help you. Um, and I'll just throw it out there that there's Sharazayan Connect, which is um, our community's matchmaking office. And um, if anybody wants to text me to hear more details about that, they really are setting up mostly Syrians. Um, they too do take Sephardim. I'm not sure the exact details, but um, it's mostly for Syrians, and um, they definitely are open to other people who are well-known or can have rabbinical backing. Um, so we just have to, like, um, reach out to any matchmaker to to get on a date. Or you want to get them to know you. Um, you want someone that's going to be a good advocate for you. And you want them to, like, really hear you out. So um, I want to say... My favorite text, and my favorite text is, um, I'm single, and or I have a friend who's single, 35. Do you have anybody for her? I get this all the time. I have mothers who call me and say, I have a son. Do you have a girl for him? I don't really know. How am I supposed to answer that? There's no, uh, that's not what you want. You don't want to date from someone who you just said, I'm 33, do you have a date for me? You want a date from someone who cheers you out, listens to who you are in so many different areas of your life, asks you questions, chit-chats with you, shoots the breeze even a little bit, and gets to know you so that they can come up with someone that will, you know, also give you a good date, give you a good experience on that date, make you feel like, this is my main line. Every date I give, it may not be the person you marry, but it has to make sense to me. It has to make sense that it makes sense to you why I gave you that date. That's my goal. That's always my goal. And the only way I can do that is by me getting to know you and getting to know the other person I set you up with. So I'm not the matchmaker to come to if you want to hear names. Like, give me a list of people that are in my age group. I don't do that. I don't, I don't do things that way. I don't know how to do it that way. I, I'm not that person. I'm the person that, like, I get to know you, and then I get to know someone else, and I go, okay, thank you to match. So that's what you want. You want singles want to reach out to a matchmaker that is going to get to know you and then set you up. Now, your parents can also reach out to a matchmaker. But they have to be realistic that the matchmaker is going to want to meet the single person, and that is going to give them the best date. I've had parents who say, you don't have to meet my child. Just give me a name of a person. We don't do things that way. It's not responsible of us. And yes, 
matches have happened that way. Oh, I have a girl for you, my neighbor, we want to try, he'll call you, yes, and it happens, and they get married. But singles aren't happy with that these days. It's not what they want. They don't want a random date. They don't need another dinner date. They want to find their spouse. And so that has to make sense. It has to just feel good. Um, so two things you need in order to be set up. You need a good advocate. You need someone who knows you well and who also knows how to properly transfer shiduch information about you. So you're going to say, uh, how many people know how to transfer proper shiduch information about people? Not many. But you want to choose someone who's careful with their words. Because people who call about singles um, looking for information, when they call the reference, they throw curveballs. Unexpected questions like, if you were their roommate, were they clean and neat? Let's say they weren't clean and neat. How are you answering that? Um, they want to know specific things about the family. You've got to know how to answer that. If they ask a specific question that mate is gonna, that you answer truthfully, and you always want to be truthful, but that's definitely going to turn the person off, then you have to answer it properly. You have to know what's halakhically allowed to say. Now, you want that, the right person to be your advocate, your reference. Because, um, you know, like height, age, the yeshiva you went to, that's not scary. It's all very easy questions. But they do ask curveballs, things that you don't expect that are their specifics that they might need and you're not expecting it. And um, so you really want to find that good advocate. Um, sometimes I'm the single good advocate. I know them really well. And when I make the match, I just say I know them really well. And I describe them really well. And it makes the other side say yes. And they don't even call a reference. Um, you also need, well, the second thing you need is a good dating mentor. This girl that had this question that I just spoke about, she told me she was able to disconnect with this person that wasn't religious enough and realized that they weren't religious enough because she called her mentor. That is great. That's perfect. It, she gets an A-plus for realizing and saying, I see a red flag, I see a problem, I'm at a crossroads. We spoke about that last week. Crossroads means ask a question. What does Hashem want of me? Sometimes we go to the mentor to get the answer. What does Hashem want of me here? So um, I always think that the best thing to do is for singles and parents to reach out to matchmakers and, um, and definitely be prepared to have a good advocate, good references, and a good dating mentor once you start dating. If, if you've been dating many years and never had a mentor, start now. Okay. Um, I always get this other question. How many times is too many times to call the Shachan? Like too often. So I say the truth is I... As a shatran, I prefer a text because I, I really, during the day, answer calls when it's my kids. 
otherwise I'm at work. Um, if it's a text, I get to answer you during my time. I get to think. And definitely if it's something I need to discuss with you and I see the question, I'll say, okay, 8 p.m., I can talk tonight. Uh, but how many times is too many times to say to the Shad Khan, do you have anybody for me? There's never really too many times. Just send a text. And if they don't like text, then I don't know, once a week, if they really are very active in looking for you and you haven't heard from them or once a month, maybe you're dating and you're busy, but you want to keep yourself like in their mind, something you could always reach out. Um, there's really never too many times that you you could, as long as you're not annoying and the questions are like, don't send two question marks. That's annoying. I don't know. Like if someone doesn't answer you in an hour, maybe they're with their kids. Maybe they're at a doctor's appointment. Don't send two question marks. Like you didn't, I don't think it's respectful, but to me, I know it's just two question marks, but it's like, how didn't you answer me? That's what it looks like. Like how could you not have answered me? Two hours went by. You never know where someone is and what they're doing. So I think always be respectful and ask the question in a respectful way. And I think that there's never too many times. Truth is, I always feel like the day someone texts me, I always have someone that just texted me also or called me that matches them. So I never mind the text because it, it keeps them in my mind. And, you know, I, I really never know. Like, it may work. And I think I made a match that, that way once was the day that someone texted me, like it worked out. So um, that's, you know, um, one of the topics I wanted to talk about. So since I don't have another question at the moment, I'm going to continue on with something else, with a real story, because everybody loves real stories. I always get that. People want chizuk from real stories. So I'll give you a real story. Two 22-year-old boys came to me many years ago. They're married with kids now. Um, okay. And um, so these two boys came to me. I'm going to give out the number to call, which is 319-527-4160. If you have any questions for me, Again, the number is 319-527-4160 to talk to Odette Rishti about matchmaking or dating in the Jewish community. And I'll answer anybody, even though I'm a Shadchan for Sephardic Syrian community, mostly. Um, so that's my, um, that's the number. And I'm going to tell you a true story. So two 22-year-old boys came to me. One night, um, one boy called and said he wanted me to interview him. It was time for him to date. Wanted me to set him up. Um, you would think, I know all you are picturing, a guy with a white shirt, black hat, black pants. That's not what he looked like. Shop, Syrian kid, sneakers, jeans, 22 years old, a shirt, maybe a t-shirt. And... Um, Okay, I'm like, sure, I'll set you up. So I interview him, I ask him my questions, my usual questions, and he's in my house, and I'm trying to get to know him. Oh, and he brings a friend. So the friend comes with him that night. I wasn't expecting the friend. The friend says, no, no, I'm not here for you to set me up. 
I'm just here for moral support. I'm, I came to give this guy moral support. I'm like, fine, no problem. So he sat on the couch and he listened to me interview the guy and his friends. And he saw the way I posed the questions. And he saw the way I, you know, got to chit-chat with his friend. And um, he saw that, you know, I'll give you a picture of me. I'm in my skirt, my wig. My kids are around and walking around the house. And they see a religious home. Uh, You know, maybe they think I'm a little more religious than they are. But I'm acting their level. I understand their level. They realize I'm not looking to give them a girl that's going to cover their hair if that's not what they're up to. So they see I'm chilled and I'm, and I'm understanding. Then as I'm talking to him and I'm regular, his friend, the one that didn't want to be interviewed, I'm finished with one interview, he says to me, you know what, I know I just came for moral support, but I might as well get interviewed while I'm here. Ah, uh, So as a shadchan, I proved myself to them because, you know, People don't understand Shadchanim. They don't understand Shiduchim. They don't understand that we're not looking to make you religious. This is not a religious thing. We want to marry off anybody on any religious level. We want to just see you married, and then you build the home. Hopefully it's in the direction of Hashem, but that's not my job. My job is for you to get married. And um, I started out setting up people every religious level in this community. And no other intention was to get, was just to get two friends married. I ended up marrying off kolel people and regular people and whatever you want to call regular. Every mainstream type, all levels of the community, and um, I feel very blessed about that. But the end of this story is that those two boys within that year both got married, and I matched both of them. They're both very, very blessed by Hashem today, and I see them all the time, and they're very involved in community and have beautiful wives and um, wonderful children, Baruch Hashem, and even stop in our store sometimes. But um, I'm very grateful that, you know, what does this lesson teach me, this story, is a friend came for moral support. One, the guy in the jeans was coming out of his comfort zone because jeans, sneakers, they're usually 22 years old, not typical coming to a matchmaker in the community. But he was serious about getting married, and he knew what he wanted, and he had his list. And, you know, I didn't even stick to his list so much, but he's very happy today. Um, The other guy came for moral support. Maybe he had 20% of a hidden agenda that he didn't let his friend know about. Once he saw that I was easy to talk to or really listening and didn't make it about me, it was more about them, he was ready to also get set up. And um, I couldn't be happier than to be a part of that. But um, the moral of the story is um, come out of your comfort zone. It's, it's not um, going to help you to stay in a comfort zone. Okay, and then I have another story. Story number two, okay, it's a doozy. 
get ready. One of my friends, married friend, has her mother calling me or sees me on the street. I have a niece for you. She's from Argentina. I'm changing the story a little bit. And um, she's Syrian, and she lives here now, and I want you to meet her. And I have a niece, and she's like 30, and I want you to meet her. Say, okay, okay, one day I'll meet her. So one day, um, we used to do Sephardic matchmaking. We had an office out, out near Sharazayan many years ago, and it consisted of Vivian Irani, David Assis, um, Rabbi Rani Raful, Alava Shalom, who just passed away last week. He lost a great one, a great advocate for singles. Passed away very young, and um, he encouraged me to do matchmaking when he met me. But um, we had people in that office just sitting there every Sunday trying to match up singles. Anyway, we decided to do singles events with the um, permission of Hacham Baruch. We do them a certain way. And um, we have our rules and regulations that we kept according to the rabbis. And we made singles events. At, we did the singles event, and my husband told a guy in shul who had a single brother, if you want, we're doing a singles event, tell your single brother to come. So um, we do the event, and I never meet this guy that my husband invited. I'm so busy organizing and singles and meeting singles and putting the people together and talking to them and chit-chatting and making sure everything goes the right way for the singles and whatever, my husband meets the guy that he invited. I never met him that night. Now, uh, about 10 days later, this lady who wanted me to meet her niece from Argentina calls me one Mose Shabbat and says, my niece is here from wherever, and um, she wants to, can I bring her to you right now? She's here. She was here by me for Shabbat. I know it's last minute for you. I said, okay, we're just cleaning up after Shabbat. And I had a two-year-old at the time, and he was running around the house driving us crazy. But I'll meet her. And I interview her. And my husband is running around chasing my two-year-old so I could do the interview. And then he's, He's not sitting there, my husband, or anything. He just hears background and chases my son. And then the girl leaves. And I said, okay, very nice. I don't know who I have for her. She has an accent. She's, she's not from here. I don't know who's going to say yes. I have to think about it. And I'm giving her some thought. And as soon as she leaves, Elliot, my husband, says, I have the perfect guy for her. The guy, my friend's um, brother, that came to the event last week. I said, oh, no, Elliot, you're not a matchmaker. What are you doing? There's no way I'm going to take someone new who I just met and give her to a guy that I don't know. So he goes, I'm telling you, I watched my friend's brother at the event, and I saw all the kind of girls he liked. This is the kind of girl he likes. I said, but you didn't meet her. How are you going to match this? They're two different people. I don't even know who he is. I don't know anything about him. I'm telling it with a match. Would you just see if she would go? I said, you know what? You do it. You call her. He never made a match before. He never got involved with my singles before. He never called anybody to set them up. I said, you do it. You call him. You call her. If he says yes, call her and see if, well, today, to make a long story long, <laughs> no short, they are married.
So that was a match. That was a match. Now, again, two people came out of their comfort zones. This girl from Argentina, her aunt's begging her for many months to meet me. She comes to some matchmaker's house, meets me, walks out the door, says, who knows if I'll ever see this lady again. It's all very nice. I'm going. And then this guy comes. He's not Syrian. He's, you know, Sephardic. Comes to a single event where everybody's Syrian. His brother told him, go. And he goes. And then he doesn't meet anybody at the event, but someone thinks of him. That's going out of your comfort zone. Neither one of them, I'm sure of it, wanted to do either one of those things. And yet, I think that's Hashem seeing them make their moves, and then he moves things for the match to occur. I think sometimes in life, not in just in reference to Shiduchim, Hashem wants us to step out of our comfort zones and, and do stuff. Look, you know, my husband reached out. Also, he reached out to someone he didn't know and said, you have a single brother, we're having an event. My husband's not 100% involved in matchmaking, but he cares about people. We all have to reach out, everybody listening to this, whoever's going to hear this. If you know people that are single, you got to reach out. Reach out. Make them come alive. Include them. Bring them to places where there's other people. We move things around and things happen. Hashem takes care of it. Rabbi, Kasus, Rabbi Moshe Kasus Allah Hashem used to say to me when I used to think of a match, I'm like, but they won't even go on a blind date, Rabbi. He used to say, you give me the two people, we'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. Just make them say yes somehow, we'll make it happen. We'll make them bump into each other, we'll make it happen. So, we have to just make things happen. And um, singles, I'm talking to you guys. I don't know each one of you that's listening to this show, but we got to reach out to people and make what we can happen. And for yourselves, um, definitely coming out of your comfort zone is, Whatever that might be, because I don't know. Sorry, I got lost for a minute because I just wanted to um, make sure there weren't any calls or messages on my Instagram at It's All Gift. I got a bunch of different texts um, and questions and just don't see any right now, but um, I want to make sure there weren't any. Okay, I'm just saying singles really need to make sure that their whatever their comfort zone is, and I won't know what that is. Try to jump out of it. Um, I always told my kids, um, if something is closer to Hashem, the answer is yes. What I mean by that? Like, if one of my children told me I want to move to Lakewood, I don't know, it, many years ago, Lakewood was like very much more Yerushalayim than Brooklyn. So I said, you know, I'm never going to say no because it's closer to Hashem. When um, I never want to part from my kids, I always want them next to me. Very hard, like, to send them to Israel. Um, but if someone decided they wanted to go to Israel, I, I really don't want to part with them. But since that's closer to Hashem, it's going to 
give them years in yeshiva in Yerushalayim, like, then I'm going to say yes. Um, so what am I saying to you is take steps closer to Hashem. To me, the answer is always yes. Like, whatever it is, come out of your comfort zone. Um, what other things could be a comfort zone? Like, if makeup isn't your thing. Uh, makeup's not my thing. Like, I, makeup is my thing. But it just happens to be, if makeup isn't your thing, but you see that all the girls wear makeup when they go on dates, or all the girls go and have their makeup done when they have a wedding, or all the girls, then it makes sense that we should wear makeup on dates. Come out of your comfort zone. Because that's what a guy wants to see. He wants to see a girl put together. You don't have to overly do it. But don't underly do it. Um, if if praying isn't your thing, and we're talking about trying to get what we want, right? Like, we, we're single, we want to be married. So sometimes I'm a religious shachan. I'm a religious person in this community, so I'm just going to talk about the things that matter to me that get me over to the other side when I want something. If something, if you want to be married, and praying isn't your thing, then the only way I know how to get what I want is to talk to Hashem and tell him. Crying it out to a therapist is nice. You might get to the other side in some way. might improve. Crying it out to your rabbi might help too. You might get good advice. Telling your best friend is amazing because you might hear something you need to hear. But talking to Hashem and crying it out to Hashem and telling him he's really the one who's holding it back. He's really the one who could solve your problem. So um, my, my best advice in coming out of your comfort zone is tefillah. And if you do pray, raise the level. Add something. Mincha is wow. It's such an it, it that's on. It's a time where Hashem is really listening. Okay. Um, if Shadchanim are not your thing, you've never reached out to Shadchanim, make it your job to find one that you like that connects with you. A Shadchanim can add a lot more to your life. They can really add um, a lot more to your life than just dates. I've always been like an open door to my singles, a place where they could come to to ask about anything, um, even if they had issues with their friends or how to choose a rabbi or where to travel or what new car they should get. I don't really care. I'm always here for them. And um, an older person could be your advocate. Your shachan could be your advocate. They can guide you. They can get to know you and say, you wouldn't want that or you do want that or that's a good choice for you. See if you could continue. So, um, you need someone with wisdom and um, someone that understands you on your level. And um, there's, I'm telling you, so many Shad Hanim in SZ Connect that you could find that are your type because they're from all walks of life. And we found a lot of new matchmakers. And, um, they're really happy to help and connect you with somebody and help you find your match. I can't tell you how much they are sweating to find people their matches. And I know it's hard for singles to believe, 
when their phone's not ringing. But they are giving a lot of their time to matchmaking. I see it. I didn't meet them all yet, but they are buzzing daily. Um, here's another comfort zone that you may want to do um, to reach out of. And if you don't date well, and you know it, if you know you're not a good dater, learn how to look online. Learn how to date well. Look online. Um, ask a shadchan how to date better. Talk about what went wrong on your date, or if something weird happened, or you're always weirding out on your date, or you don't know how to solve that silence that you know you're exuding, then um, you have to figure it out before the date. Don't continue to be a bad dater. Learn how to be a little better at dating. I also want to talk about something else, self-centeredness. I, I really thought about this long and hard. What I want to talk about to singles is being self-centered. That really ruins dates. So sometimes people do it out of nervousness. Talk too much. You can talk too much about yourself. Because What else could you talk about? Because you can't talk about them. You don't know them. But you don't want to come off self-centered. And you know what? If you're very self-centered, you need a friend to tell you that you're self-centered. So all of you who are listening, if, if you don't, you didn't ever realize that you might be very self-centered. Self-centered people push people away, either when they're married or when they're dating, so they never end up married. Let's think about it. What happens when you're around self-centered people? How comfortable are you? Okay, let's give examples of people who are self-centered. They're very self-absorbed. It's very all about me. They're very contained within themselves. They talk like this. I do things this way. I never do this. I always like that. When I go here, I always get my favorite this. My job is the best. My parents, that. Like, my parents, da, 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 da. Um, I bought my shoes for the holiday already back in July. Um, like, Things like that. You don't want to go on a date discussing things like that. That's not the kind of sharing that brings people closer. Even if you're a religious-sided person and you're, you lean towards discussing religion, but you're self-centered, how's that? You say, um, like, let's say you're very chesed-oriented. Oh, I got a text from a mitzvah man, and right away I went and did my thing. Oh, you could talk about your chesed from a mitzvah man, but discuss it in a way where... Oh, I felt so bad for those people. Sorry. Um, I think I got a little interrupted there. Um, so we don't want to be so, so self-centered. Even if you prayed, I prayed mincha before the date. You don't say these things. It's nice if they get to know you and you throw that in that they'll learn that you do pray. But how you say it. Um, talk about yourself. Share. Yes, I want you to do that. But how you talk is about 
giving a listening ear, sharing, allowing them to discuss themselves also. That's how you go on a date. People attract themselves to people who let them in. We can't connect with people who have a million must-haves. I must have this. I, uh, you know, like people like to, you know, I've been going to the same manicures for 15 years. I, make, I have a standing appointment at 1 p.m. on Fridays. I never miss it. Like, no one really wants to know that. That could be a good thing. You're always on time. Could be a, you know, but that's not something to share on a date. Um, so, I had another question from some a single girl, and I wanted to share it. And um, you can text the number from the this number on the radio show, which is let me give you that number. Okay, I can't even see the number here. Okay, I hope that you guys can see the number because let me give it to you. The number to call in is three one nine five two seven four one six zero. If you want to call in still this time and to text in your question is 917-300-8563. You can text in your question to there. Um, so I had a question from one of the singles who said, um, I appreciate Shad Hanim and all that they do. Thank you. On behalf of all the Shadchanim in the community, and I know that you are someone who really does appreciate us. This girl is really someone who does appreciate us. But she's saying some suggestions or conversations do hurt. They hurt when they don't have to. Some matchmakers don't see them playing with our feelings. They don't recognize that they're playing with our feelings. This pains me so much. Because obviously, it's not how we want you to feel. None of the Shadhani want you to feel that way. Um, and I don't think they're playing with your feelings. I just want to say that across the board. I don't think they realize they're playing with someone's feelings. Um, I do try to tell matchmakers all the time that we can't make this about us. We can't make it about our time or um, about like, oh, I gave you someone and you're saying no and I gave you someone else and you said no and you never appreciate who I give you. It can't be about us. It has to be about the singles. It's not about us or like, I gave you so much of my time and you don't appreciate it. It's not about us. So um, the feelings, the singles are already carrying the feelings before they called us, before they met us, before they even started dating. They were nervous that they weren't going to find. And now if they're not finding and it is becoming stressful and it is worrisome, and it's worrisome. I know all of you are worried. 
That's why I do this. But that's why all the Shadchanim do this. And I just want to say, we don't have a degree. There is no course to take. The course that we can all take is to get to know Hashem and what He wants us to be in this world. Be self-effaced about that. Be so aware. You yourself as a single and me myself as a Shadchan, I am trying to do that. I've hurt singles before. I have hurt singles because this is a hurtful situation and in order not to hurt singles, I'd have to not be a Shadchan. As caring as I try to be and as sensitive as I try to be, the chances are if I'm delving in this arena, I'm going to hurt someone. And no matter how I say I'm sorry, she doesn't want to date you anymore. When I know that guy likes her, I'm hurting him. And I am the middle person, but don't kill the messenger. I am the messenger. I'm delivering, and I'm hurting their single. Now, I know that's not what you meant. I think that what she meant was that certain things matchmakers do and say it stings. And they kind of want you to be something you're not. Um, and now she's asking me another question. Another text came in. Um, she's asking, so should we stay away from those matchmakers who make us feel like a number and not a person? I think... That if, they, if you have other matchmakers that are options for you, that are continuously thinking of you and giving you dates, then you could stay away from that matchmaker. If that matchmaker has given you good dates, though, and you've appreciated those dates, then I wouldn't stay away from them because you need them. It looks like a viable avenue. Hashem shows us avenues. Um, Though in the words of my rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Kassus, I love Hashem, he once told me, and I use it a lot, um, it's not a mitzvah to be stupid. If something's hurting you so much that it's, it's too painful and you keep walking into that fire, then Hashem will send you another avenue if it's too painful. But I wouldn't want to ostracize a specific matchmaker and the ultimate thing to do when you keep hitting um, a brick wall with somebody go give them a gift let them see you in a different light we learn that from our rabbis when you rubbing someone the wrong way all the time you don't get along with them you just don't like them the Torah tells us that when we give someone a gift, we end up liking them. Should be the other way around, right? That they like you because you gave them a gift. Oh, you gave me a gift, so now I like you. It's the other way. Torah tells us it's the other way. That when we give, we like. It forms a connection. 
like when we give a korban to Hashem, the word korban comes from karov. So you think you're giving Hashem your offering? He doesn't need our offering. But when we give, we become karov. When we give to Hashem, we become close. He wants our closeness. Hashem also wants the closeness between us and someone else. So if you're hitting a brick wall with somebody, you be the bigger person, even though the Shad Khan's older than you, and they may be more religious, and they might be a Rebetzin. Go give. Give them something. Give them Mishlach Manot, Purim time. If it's not Purim time, send them flowers for Shabbat. Write them a card. They might extend themselves to you in a differently, see you in a different light. Do something unexpected. And if you're not getting along with them and they're not being kind to you and you send them something, they might not know they're hurting you. I don't want to say they know. But let's say they do know. Then you send them something, they're like, wow. You blow their minds. And it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm not looking to promote Shachan gifts here. That's another convo. But um, so the topic of um, matchmakers hurting singles. I was talking to Kelly Sabag, Kelly Adid, this week. Kelly, she's now Kelly Sabag, and she heads SC Connect. And I'm not going to talk too much about that because I never asked how much I should talk about that here. But I was talking to Kelly this week, and she said, Odette, think about this. She said, thousands of singles come to us as a whole in the community and all the matchmakers. Thousands come to us as a whole group. We're not going to make thousands of matches. So we are failure before we even begin. And this show is about giving single hope, singles hope, and it's about untangling things but saying that untangles things for you also because let's be realistic not everything is in the Shad Khan's hands we're failures because thousands of you are going to come to us we're not going to make thousands of matches if we're lucky Hashem allows us to play a part in Shiduchim not everyone is going to be matched through a Shad Khan some of you even though you're involved in Shiduchim and Shadchanim, you may find your match a different way. So, um, how does that untangle things? Because we got to open it up to realize that Shiduchim, the process, doesn't only depend on Shadchanim. It depends on everybody going out there and being proper and being very self-effaced, and not so um, self-centered, and getting close to Hashem as possible, and asking for what you want from Him first. You're asking people, you're asking rabbis, you're asking shadchans. Make sure you're asking Hashem. Make sure you're starting out your day asking Hashem. And going on the dates the best possible way that you can be. Um, the show is kind of coming to a close. And um, 
I haven't seen another question there. No, no other questions. Um, but I do want to say um, that we have to work on our gratefulness. And I'll start with me. I'm grateful to Hashem that I am self-aware enough to want to hear things that keep me improving. And if you like me as a Shadchan, the reason why I'm that way is because I'm constantly working on myself. And I'm so nowhere. Even though I've been working on myself for years, I still feel like I still have so, so much more to do. And that's what I'm grateful for, is trying to find clarity. And I want all of you to find clarity in this web of dating. And hopefully it'll unravel very quickly, and it can. Hashem could do it in the blink of an eye. But the best thing we could be is clear and unraveled and be grateful and be self-aware and always want to improve. And I'm so proud of my singles who reached out to me and said, if I do things wrong on a date, I want you to tell me. I once said that on one of the shows, and I got a text from you guys saying, Odette, if I'm not good on a date or I do something wrong, I want you to let me know. That's amazing. That's 100%. That is being so, because so many people are so incapable of hearing that they did something wrong. You don't want to be that. Your best place to be is a place where you feel you're not finished. That's how you'll be a magnet for the next person. They want someone confident and knows who they are, but who's open to growth and being, being perfected by their other half. So I'm going to take a saying from a different radio show, and I don't know if anybody will, of you will remember, but I'm going to sign off saying... Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. And I'll see you again next week. I want to again thank David from SYNY Radio. Um, you can email him anything you want me to talk about next at SYNYRadio at gmail.com. You can text messages to me at It's All a Gift on Instagram. And um, anyone who has my cell phone, I welcome a text on um, any of your comments about tonight, tonight's show, and if you ever want me to talk about something specific or you have a question, those are very helpful for me to form more topics for the next shows, and I, of course it's always about you, so um, your questions really make the show great because um, I want to help you unravel what's really daunting for you, and um, Again, remember, this, the matchmakers are really, I was on the phone with so many of them this week, all trying to set people up, and there are thousands of you. So you guys got to do your stuff and reach out to us. We're only one person. You are many. So do your job. Go out of your comfort zones. Open up to your parents about your dating. It's so helpful. They have so much wisdom for you. And if you can't open up to your parents, that's work that you can do. Start talking to your parents about your dating. Learn how to. It's so amazing if you could open up and cry and feel for what you're going through with the people you live with instead of avoiding it. I know it's a touchy topic, and I feel your pain. That's the reason why I do this. I love you all. Good night.
Have a great night. And Ezat Hashem, Hashem knows how to handle this for you. He's bigger than all of us and has, can have it all solved very quickly. Just let's all do the right thing. Have a great night.